I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now because I wouldn't be able to share the experience that pain is a lesson. It's not, it's not something bad. It could also be a blessing. It could, it, you know, sometimes we look at pain as something that's so negative at times that we don't realize that sometimes the pain turns into power and that power opens up your life. Welcome to Moving Dialogues. I'm SC Augusta Vertan and your host. And I created this podcast because I believe in dialogue. Dialogue is how we connect and share our stories. And our stories, well, they are our superpower. So I want to connect with you to share my own personal stories, but also introduce some incredible human beings and their powerful narratives that can move your heart, but also move you into action. I hope this podcast can also help you feel that you are not alone in whatever reality or struggle you might be facing and give you support from afar. I hope this podcast can also give you tools to help you keep connecting and keep moving no matter what. So let's connect and let's get moving. Pain is always there to teach you a valuable lesson. And that is what I've come to realize. It's not there to, it's not necessarily there to hurt you. It's not necessarily there to be something that's negative. It's actually something that teaches you a valuable lesson about yourself, your environment, people in your environment, and even, even as far as things like nature. Because you think about living beings and organisms, yeah, we all feel we're not disconnected. And one of the biggest misconceptions of the whole world is that we're separated. We're not. We are all interconnected. And when you start looking at things from a point of connection, yeah, you then realize we are not as different as we have been led to believe. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When it comes to pain, you know, I would say to anybody, and this is, you know, it can feel challenging, but I would say to anybody, in order for you to really understand whether the pain is important, necessary, um, bringing a reward or trying to teach you something, you need to learn to feel safe to sit in that pain. Because that is where the growth comes from. It doesn't come from dismissing it. You know, had I kept dismissing my pain um, at that point 16 years ago, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now because I wouldn't be able to share the experience that pain is a lesson. Mm. It's not... It's not something bad. It could also be a blessing. It could, it, you know, sometimes we look at pain as something that's so negative at times that we don't realize that sometimes the pain turns into power and that power opens up your life. Mm. Now, you and I have had various conversations with universal friends when it comes to things like pain and grief, and we know, yeah, but we can use that to open up our lives, yeah? But I would say to anybody who's listening to the podcast, you know, don't be afraid of pain and don't just look at it as something that's negative. 
it isn't. It's an energy and it's an entity. And for the most part, it's there to teach you a lesson so that you can receive a blessing. Mm. Say that again. It's there to teach you a lesson so that you can receive a blessing. And so for me, you know, the day that I accepted fibromyalgia into my life, I then decided, fine, you're fibromyalgia, but if I'm going to take any ownership over you since you've decided to come and be part of my life, I'm going to give you a name. So my fibromyalgia's name is called Bert. And I have conversations with Bert. And I tell him, listen, like, you invited yourself into my life. However, I am the director of my life. Therefore, you are no longer going to dictate to me, yeah, when is going to be the good day, when is going to be the bad day. The only thing you're allowed to dictate and maybe give me a little bit of a nudge with is when I need to rest. Amazing. I gave fibromyalgia a name was the day that I learned to live in gratitude with it. Mm. And for some people who have this illness, they can't, they can't find the gratitude in it. And I completely respect and understand why they can't, because it is a work in progress. It didn't happen overnight that I felt gratitude for it. The moment that I felt gratitude for it when I, when I excuse me, tongue-tongue, was when I realized, yeah, this is what fibromyalgia gave me. It gave me time gave me clarity of self. It gave me an understanding of how to talk to and listen to my body. Yeah? And it gave me the opportunity to have the life I have now. Mm. Because if I didn't have it, I'd probably still be running around with five phones, running seven businesses, um, and doing more for other people than I would do for myself. What fibromyalgia taught me was to learn to be holistically um, in tune with myself. Mm, that's huge. And that's where the breakthrough came through because then I was just like, you need to decide how you want to live your life, what that's going to look like, and slowly work towards that. So mm. from the moment I started the program back in 2017, there was a few decisions that I realized that I had, fundamental decisions that I had to make. And one of them was having boundaries, people boundaries. Mm -hmm. people, you listen to the podcast, having people boundaries is very important. Don't bend, don't deviate, put them in place. They're for you. And make sure that you honor those boundaries because that was the thing that I learned. I had boundaries, I just didn't honor them. So when I started the program, I decided that I was going to honour my boundaries. I decided that I was going to take care of myself more and treat myself more. So my treats are, you know, some people like to go shoe shopping. I like a spa day. So I decided that, that at least four times a year, whether someone wanted to come with me or not, I was going to go and spend the whole day at the spa. I was going to sauna, steam, massage, head head massage, everything, the mm. whole day. And then after I'd finished doing that, I was going to go and sit down in the bar and have a nice glass of Prosecco and some good food. Because yes. We have to honour ourselves. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. I've learned that I have to 
honour myself and treasure myself. And it's so important that whether you have a chronic illness or not, we have to treasure ourselves. And we have to make ourselves our first priority. I can't emphasise that enough. Even if you're a mum, brother, sister, wife, mother, uncle, you know, whatever, please honour yourself first and please treasure yourself first because if you don't honour yourself first and look after yourself first, you cannot look out for other people. Mm. But you, you constantly go to a flow of burnout. You never feel the real flow and energy that you could have Mm. yeah and I love that you say that because feeling good is the number one thing that I think we should focus on like when you feel good and you feel better and if you're not feeling that best how can you make yourself to feel what you need to feel but then just to feel just climb the ladder of feeling a little bit better so you can turn your day around because when we feel good then also we're going to manifest good in our life But if we stay in the pain, if we stay in the struggle, if we focus on the negative and just live in the negative, then we're going to manifest more negative. So what I always say that is like, and I love how early you said turning that pain into power and for you to come through this experience and all the pain that you have experienced and all the losses, losses that you've been through, but also having fibromyalgia house how you've turned all of that pain and grief into power of becoming who you are now that you found a way to connect to your body to listen to your body and to honor yourself that and i love you say that because that is the number one thing i mean it's the common saying if you don't love yourself first you can't love anyone else yep like if we if we don't if we don't attend ourselves first, we can't give. The well-being that we have is everything. Because if you don't have your well-being and health, you cannot do anything with your full energy force. Our body, our well-being is literally everything in the life force. So if if people are not prioritizing it, oof, that, that's the number. Yeah. Here's the thing, yeah, and I love that you emphasize this because what I realized was was that I got the word selfish wrong. I always assumed that the word selfish was about being selfish to other people, right? Because when we use it, we usually use that in terms of, oh, I'm being selfish to so-and-so, Yeah. Hold on a minute. What about you? What are you taking away from yourself? What is it that you're doing, yeah, um, that is making you selfish towards yourself? Mm. Because we don't we don't reflect like that very often, and it's very rare that we will meet somebody who would understand that, right? So I always. You know, I like to challenge people, especially when they're like, oh, you know, I'm doing 101 things and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Okay, great. That's awesome. And I take nothing away from you. But what are you doing for yourself? Mm. What about you? What are you doing for yourself? When was the last time you did something to celebrate you? Mm. But we always out there celebrating everybody else. So... Why are you not celebrating yourself? 
it doesn't have to be a massive thing. It could be the most simple thing. I got up and I did 10 push-ups. That's an achievement. If you mm. only do eight yesterday. Mm. You know, you and I both know that before this lockdown happened, I was desperate to get to my yoga class, right? Desperate. I've been desperate to be reg- uh, to be a regular yogi, right? This lockdown has gifted me the opportunity to get in touch with my body through yoga. Mm. Now, this has been something that I needed for myself. And I love that because what you've told me is that physical movement has really changed a lot of things for you. I would love for you to touch on that, how, like, yeah, now that the lockdowns allowed you to do yoga and how often, and it hasn't always been this way, guys. Like, you haven't always been able to move your body because, like I said, if you are in so much pain, you cannot get out of bed. Like, doing even a simple stretch can be the most victorious thing for you to be able to do. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so please tell about that, like how the like physical movement and exercise has really changed things for you. Because if there are people out there who are experiencing chronic pain, um, it might be something really valuable for them to know as a resource and tool how physical exercise actually could change change things for the better. There's a few things that I would like to share, which is from my notes from back in 2017, right? And one of the things I put down, so, and this goes for not just chronic illness, I think it can be quite general, you can use these, right? You implement your pain plan and thought messages, right? So this comes down to maybe, if you don't want to write, you can record it like an audio, yeah? But this is about tuning into self. So therefore, you know, you plan around your pain. So... Um, I'll give you a quick example. Today's not the best day weather-wise in terms of my pain, yeah, but I planned for it, and then my plan was, okay, so I need to make my body warm from the inside, so I'm drinking ginger tea, fresh ginger tea, right? It warms me up from the inside, and if my body's warm inside, it will be warm on the outside. And I also had a conversation with my body this morning, which was like, okay, we've got things to do. This is the time frame that we're doing it in. And then afterwards, we go for a period of rest. That's so beautiful that you talk about, like, and kind of how you told about you've given fibromyalgia the name birds and you're having a conversation with that. How, and this might sound weird for some people, like, what, you're having conversations within yourself? But honestly, guys, for you to have inner dialogue that you just simply tune in, and what I mean by that is simply, like, like you said, tune in, okay, how am I feeling? Like you're asking, like this is the thing. It's like you're asking other people, how are you? How are you feeling? Just do that with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that it could be in a form of writing. Like you're simply, how am I feeling today? I'm feeling a bit sore. Oh, how am I feeling emotionally? Doing that kind of checking, it could be simple, three sentences. How am I feeling in my body? How am I feeling in my mind? How am I feeling spiritually? Yes. You've checked in. Yeah, yeah, so I love that. Yeah, please keep sharing. That's wonderful. So then also... Yeah, and again, this is this can be something whether you have a chronic illness or not. Trust that your pain will slow down enough for you to take action. Mm. Right? Um, and that's it. Oh yeah, my favorite. Life will happen. 
So build resilience. Mm. So how I got from um, not being able to exercise or have that movement and connection that we speak about, I was just like, I was so desperate. I joined the gym, right? And I was just like, okay, you've joined now. Now you actually have to go. Right. And I was just like, but I can't do things that are strenuous on my body because that just has the opposite effect to what I want. And I love swimming. Right. So I was like, swimming's good because it takes all the weight off and you're floating in the water. But I was like, but I still want to move. I want to kind of boogie. Mm. So I went and found an aqua aerobics class. Mm. Yeah. Now, my initial fear was obviously you getting into a swimming pool, the water's cold. When I went to the class, and I hope you guys can appreciate this when you listen on the podcast, the class was full of elderly ladies, right? And so I became their honorary daughter and they just encouraged me, you know? They took care of me. And aside from the fact that when I told them why I was coming to do it, they were all fascinated to learn because this is something, you know, they're, they're from, they're from a generation where fibromyalgia, what is that? That's not even a thing. Like, it doesn't exist, yeah? In their, in their generation, that's something that doesn't exist. So when I started to speak about it and I explained to them, um, they were like, okay, we'll just encourage you. And they kept encouraging me. And I decided to, um, I did aqua aerobics twice a week. So I was fortunate enough that my gym has a sauna and steam room. And so what that allowed me to do was be able to do the aqua aerobics and then go and relax in the sauna and steam room, which helps my muscles because half of the problem is, is that when you have fibromyalgia, you can swell up quite quickly, like in hands, feet. And so circulation gets blocked. Mm. Me moving at least twice a week and then maybe going and having a sauna and steam once a week yeah, I then started to get the energy moving around my body. And half of the things that I realized, yeah, the reason why I was feeling such height and pain is because I didn't have enough chi energy running around my body. It was just blocked. Mm. What is chi energy if people don't know? Uh, how could I describe it? I don't want to describe it the wrong way. So I would say go and Google it, but basically energy within your body, right? Okay. So if you've seen Kung Fu Panda, you would have learned a whole lot about chi without even realizing, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and the reason why I speak about chi energy is because the other thing that I did, um, and I was really scared to do it, but I'm so glad that I did, is that I um, acupuncture was recommended to me, right? So I went and I said to the lady, my whole body's cold. Um, she didn't believe me when she put her hand on my tracksuit bottom. She said, you've got tracksuit bottoms on. I was like, yeah. She's like, but you're cold. And I was like, I told you my whole body is cold. Right. She was the first one who told me that my chi energy wasn't moving around my body. Mm. The first time I had uh, my treatment, I could feel the energy move around, start to move around my body. Yeah, so at that moment I decided I was going to do everything she told me to do, everything, like to the word, yeah, like I was doing everything she told me to do because I wanted my life back or I wanted 
a part of my life that I felt I lost, I wanted it back. What do you feel that was lost? What I used to feel that was lost was um, being able to do simple things like make plans and stick to them. Because uh. if an illness like this, it's like, you know, I could, I remember it was my aunt's um, engagement party and I was like, I was cooking for her and I was just like, yeah, great, you know, I'll come, I'll cook, I'll drop off the food and then obviously I'll go back home, rest for a bit and then I'll get dressed and I'll come back. Oh, uh-uh. All I could do was cook and deliver the food. I went back home and I went to bed. When I woke up, it was the next day and I felt absolutely devastated. Mm. And that started to happen a lot. And what I used to say to my friends was, even if you know I'm going to say no, Still invite me, please, because it makes me feel like a person. Doesn't mm. make me feel like a person with an illness. It just makes me feel like a whole person. Mm. That even if you know I'm going to say no, I'm not going to come out to the club. <laughs> yeah, mm. being invited is more important than me than me attending. Right? Yeah, like including you in that. That even if you can't attend, but actually that you're invited for that normal human thing. Like, like you could go, but if it happens, you can't. You feel still included. Right. Do you see what I mean? So for me, those things were the things that I got back by taking ownership of fibromyalgia, a.k.a. that (laughs) I took ownership of what I can and will do with my life. So I think two years ago. Yeah. So the year after I started the program to celebrate, um, I took myself on holiday with my girls we had an amazing time and then afterwards I decided to start celebrating all the big achievements so I was like what are the things that you really wanted to do that you haven't been able to do from since you was diagnosed so I went to a festival I went to my first ever festival I did wine tasting um I started to do things like actually go swimming with my children mm. and and made sure that we were having better quality family time. I started to redesign my eating habits and I started to keep a food diary to see what works, what doesn't work, what flares up and what doesn't cause me to flare up. So for example, I love bread, but it has gluten in it, right? Mm. I'm not saying that some gluten-free bread doesn't taste nice, it does, but when you go to Italy, yeah, or you go to Portugal or you know you go on holiday you want to eat their fresh bread so <laughs> I was just like okay I know that if I have bread it's going to cause me to flare up but it's it, it you know it's a it's a risk I'm willing to take for the nice bread and butter that's it and I didn't overdo it mm. I'm sure that I monitor myself very regularly and I also make sure that I do what I call my self-diagnosis, what's the body telling me, what am I learning, what do I need to implement, what do I need to take away, and what is the effects of all of that on my mental well-being. Because one of the things when you have a chronic illness, it's very important that you focus a lot on your mental well-being. Because if you're strong in mind, yeah, you have a better awareness of the body. Mm. so how then and that's interesting I, I just love everything that you've shared it's so just kind of 
the connecting to the body and and whether chronic illness or not like any pain that people might have what what tips or tools would you give to people to strengthen the mind and i love that you said that that if you're able to like be strong in the mind you're able to connect also with the body because you were saying earlier how we need to listen to the body and we need to acknowledge the pain how if people are like well how do i how do i start acknowledging it? how do i have like this inner dialogue if they're like i've never done this how can they begin acknowledging that pain having that inner dialogue to strengthen their mind so whatever pain they might be in would not control their lives but they can actually take control of it and turn that into a power the first time i did it yeah um i'm gonna keep this experience really short but basically i went for a job interview um, and in the break, a guy came and spoke to me and he was like, oh, you know, how are you? Da, 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 da. And he was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, oh, you know, um, I've got to go wedding dress shopping. Um, and he was like, oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, when you say something like an off the cuff remark, because you feel comfortable saying it, my response to his response was I'd happily get married in my Adidas tracksuit right and he was like he looked at me and he was horrified and he was like oh my god and I was just like what yeah and he was like you don't think you're beautiful now here's the thing when he responded to what I said he saw me in all my transparency and I couldn't stop him right and he said you don't think you're beautiful. You don't treasure yourself. You're not loving yourself. You're not passionate about yourself. Right? And I was just like, and I'll be honest with you, you guys who are listening, I was like, shit, he can see my inner thoughts. He can see everything. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he did, right? And he said, I want you, when you get home, I want you to write a letter of forgiveness to yourself and I was like nah. and he was like no 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 he goes I want you to forgive yourself for everything that you blame yourself for that other people have done to you um any and everything that's caused you pain I want you to forgive yourself and I want you to write that letter to yourself and that is how dear Nadine was born yeah, that was how Dear Nadine, I Am Potential was born because what I did is I went home and I left it for a couple of days. But you know when someone says something to you and it's got you internally, therefore, no matter how much you try to push it to one side, the voice gets louder. So the voice got louder and I was like, I've got to write this down now. So I started to write the letter and it became a journal. Mm about journaling at that time but it became a journal um, and what I realized was is how much baggage I was carrying the more I wrote this letter of forgiveness to myself the more I was releasing baggage mm. baggage physical baggage spiritual baggage I was just releasing a whole load of stuff right mm. when I look back at it now I'm like 
thank goodness the universe sent him to me when he did. Mm. That was, you know, um, I don't know if you guys know um, the speaker Les Brown, but one of the things Les Brown talks about um, is understanding how to interrupt someone's story. Mm. Yeah, what this guy did for me, he interrupted the story I had been telling myself for all those years. Mm. He completely disrupted and dismantled the story that I was telling myself and then said to me, now you have to rewrite the story. Mm, I love that. I love that. Rewrite so how, so how can people? How, how can people experience that? Like going back to my question, like that they need to start acknowledging the pain or they need to acknowledge that story, something that they've gone through that's painful and that's just putting them down and they're trying to get out of it to feel indeed like you said you're all about potential fulfilling that potential and how you found that you know dear and dean i love that and i understand now the guys so so if you can find uh nadine on on instagram called near dear nadine and now i actually for the first time i'm understanding where that comes from that you started acknowledging yourself dear nadine Mm -hmm. i see you i give you Mm -hmm. i accept you guys this is so powerful yeah, now I'm understanding what you're actually saying. That's that's the beginning for you to acknowledge yourself, whether it's pain, whether it's any experience or um, right now in the self-isolation, whatever you're facing or thinking, even just facing your thoughts, accepting your thoughts, forgiving, even if there's no pain currently, but even if you're pissed and frustrated and annoyed and whatever you might be feeling, it's that acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. I'm making yeah. sense of that now for the first time. Yeah. Now to see what I mean. Yeah. Say so to anybody, yeah. Um, in my experience, the one of the best ways that I was able to look at my pain was to forgive myself for it. Mm. Because what happens is, um, and I would say to anybody, use use the example of writing a letter of forgiveness to yourself, yeah? Because what happens is, is that you take back your power. A lot of us, we relinquish so much power and we don't even know that we've done that to ourselves. Mm. So I would say start with honouring yourself by writing a letter where you are forgiving yourself. Because what happens is some of the stuff that we're forgiving ourselves for, we didn't even have control of, but we blame ourselves, right? Over yeah. things we couldn't control. When you start writing a letter to forgive yourself and, and then you decide that, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for my stuff, but I'm not going to take responsibility for somebody else's, yeah? You then reach another level of empowerment. You begin oh. to empower yourself. Yeah. That's really powerful because if we go something traumatic, let's say someone does something traumatic to us, mm-hmm. is that, and this is something I've personally worked on in my counseling recently, was that I should not embody and take credit for something another person did to me. <laughs> and that is the biggest and most massive distinction because we carry, we might carry the trauma. But it's it's not we, we should not be blaming ourselves for it. Mm-hmm. 
we have to forgive ourselves for being triggered by something that the trauma comes back that it triggers us but we have to forgive ourselves and not be blaming ourselves and not carry the stuff the other person did to you that caused it exactly but that's the hardest thing so i love the idea of this letter and i mean like you said earlier it could be that you start recording if you like just speaking out loud just record yourself with your phone and just say these things out loud because also when the power of words when you write something down but then even if you write something down then read it out loud because when you say those things out loud i forgive myself for having this pain i forgive myself being frustrated i forgive myself for being triggered by this and i and i think what's really powerful and i just had eft done yesterday by my coach and adding into i forgive myself these statements but then but i still completely and fully love and accept myself even though i feel this i still fully accept and love myself because that will consciously really reprogram your mind of like there's love present you're forgiving yourself but also like there's acceptance and love and it gives this kind of good feeling oh i love that this has been oh we could talk for hours and i'm we could talk for hours so just to kind of um wrap things up like is there anything else you would want to say for anyone out there who might be experiencing any sort of pain obviously we're living in a reality that's really tough for many people right now mm. what would be that one thing you would want to say to those people who might be struggling and feeling this kind of pain and who would want to really acknowledge it and who would want to feel better but they just feel stuck what would you want to say to them don't be afraid Don't be afraid because each and every single one of you has inner power and strength, right? Now, in whatever situation you're in in this current moment, you know, the whole world has slowed down and you're a part of that. And so sometimes what we look at as and i really don't like this word but i'm gonna say it sometimes the things that we look at in terms of oh it's a weakness oh it's something that i'm not good at yeah that's not true you have the ability to source your inner power but you only have the ability to do that when you understand that it's not like everybody else's. We're unique individuals. And one of the things that will block you from being able to do that is comparing yourself to somebody else. Don't do that. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Learn to understand that you are a unique being and you're special and you hold a significant power and light that illuminates the world. Understand that you are a treasure. And because you're a treasure, you have a light within you that can spark a change in the world. But the first spark you've got to change is the change within yourself. Mm. Mm. Guys, I told you this human being is magical. Like, <laughs> I've just been taking all of this in and guys i i hope this this served you this is oh my goodness i'm i'm feeling 
thank you for sharing all of that and being so authentic and raw and 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 telling about all these really difficult experiences of yours because I think you're really the embodiment of really what I want to do with this podcast is the this, the story that we have is our superpower and the, your story that you have but how also you are in control of writing the chapters of your life. And sometimes we need to take control of that pen again. Oh, Something yeah. might be riding us. But when we take control, we like you said, with you, you took, took control of that pain and you took the time to connect with yourself. And that's the key, guys. Like we need to. And I love that you said, don't be afraid. It is very, very, very scary to go into that pain. It is so scary to go into that pain. Yeah. The trauma, psychological, emotional, or even physical. Mm-hmm. So I think mm, you need to learn to stand strong in your pain. We need to learn to stand strong in our own pain. We cannot seek that strength from others. Because that's also sometimes we seek it, like our families, boyfriends, friends, help me. Like, it's almost like you're leaning onto them. But no, you need to learn to stand strong in that. And I think that's what you've showed us today. You've learned to stand strong in, in your pain. And it's, it's beautiful. Okay, so to wrap up, for every episode, I want to do this kind of a little thing. Because obviously I'm all about connection and movement. And today we've really spoken about the power of connecting, connecting to your body, listening to your body, physical exercise, physical movement, but how you've really turned that, you've moved forward in your life despite the despite the pain, which is so powerful. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you beginning of a sentence. Okay. I'm just going to say something and then you would just kind of, Finish that sentence with whatever comes to you intuitively. Okay. 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 So the first one is connection to me means. Freedom of the self. Mm. And the other one is, I'm impressed that you kept it so short. Some people like to go really long. And then the other one is movement to me means. Energy flows. Mm. Oh, I love that. And then last one, pain to me means opportunity for growth. Mm. Thank you so much, Nadine. You're Thanks. so you're welcome. Oh, I'm having all the feels. Thank you so much, guys. I really hope that you like enjoyed this. I hope this served you. Please. Send me a message, leave a comment below. If you want to co- like connect with Nadine, you, you can find her on Instagram at Dear Nadine. It's going to be also in the show notes. Please let us know how this served you because that is the way that I can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way. Thank you so much for listening. And like I always say, keep connecting, keep moving. Hello, lovelies. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you for listening to this episode of Moving Dialogues. If you're wanting to support the growth of this podcast, there is a donation link below so I can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way better than ever. 
I thank you so much for your continuous support. It doesn't go unnoticed. I'll see you next time. Much love.